cómo estás? Oh, hola, um, muy bien. Ah. I don't, I barely speak English. <laughs> I'm looking at IMDB right now, and uh, I'm looking at uh, this one director's um, page, John Landis, because I was just kind of interested in things he's directed. And I guess in 2009, there was a project called What If? And it looks like it was a DC property. Interesting. But I don't know if it was ever released. So I, I don't, I don't know. It starred Mike Virgil. I don't know who that is. All right. Well, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact, everyone. Uh, what if does that start next week? Two weeks from now? A month? The 11th or something? Maybe? Wait. If, if it's the 11th, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday, naturally. The 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 best day, obviously Wednesdays. I love watching I all my media on Wednesdays. Up. Yeah, it is. It's tomorrow. Really? Holy fuck, that was just a guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. So, yay, Wednesday releases. Woo! Woohoo! Um, <laughs> the most exciting day. Absolutely. So I'm going to send this out to you, Shane, and to uh, the chat, because I've been having an argument within my household, and uh, radishes are just like our beets, right? Like, not technically, they're different vegetables, but like, they're the same, right? Radishes are beets. No. They totally are the same. No. Yeah. Allow me to... I know technically I'm wrong, and probably every other... I'm wrong 99% of the way on this question, but I'm just saying. I would eat a pickled beet, uh, and I just know it'd be way different than a pickled radish. <laughs> MGD, G, MGD coming into chat, no. Yeah, I know I'm wrong. I, I I know I'm wrong on this, just so everyone's aware. But like at the same time, uh, like I, I guess I I just I like both pickled radishes and pickled beets the same, and I eat them on the same things. Like shawarma, I'll either have pickled beets or pickled radish on it, and it doesn't really make a difference to me. And they're purple. I mean, apples are just oranges, right? I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> I uh, actually embarrassingly I, I did think until like two days ago that like there was like a pickle cucumber situation going on with radishes and beets. Oh, wait, oh, you thought that a beet was just a pickled radish? Yeah. <laughs> Which uh is really dumb of me, <laughs> but I don't know why. I was like, uh, because I've been I've been cooking a lot this week, and I, I made I was I marinated a bunch of chicken to make shawarma, and uh, someone in my house was going to the grocery store. So I was like, uh, can you pick me up uh, some pickled radishes? And they brought me back pickled beets. I was like, ah, that, that works. They're the same. They're just like, different. And then, then I like hit me. I was like, wait, are they not? Are they not? It's the same vegetable, but like one's pickled. I went to culinary school, everyone. Uh, I had this friend that uh, his dad, Yeah. he, he didn't know that uh, pickles were cucumbers. He thought pickles just like came from Kroger. <laughs> okay, just like grew out of the ground, <laughs> pulled out a pickle, no. it's already brined? No, they just came from Kroger. It wasn't a cucumber, it was just a oh, thing in a jar. Oh, it just, it just, just was a Kroger thing? Yeah, that like Kroger just made them. Uh, Kroger's is a regional <laughs> grocery store for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, and there's no S on it, but we all say it with an S. That is a weird Midwest thing. We do add an S to Kroger's. Everything! 
Like we do a Walmart. I don't. Oh yeah, asshole! How many WalMarts did you go? I, I've never heard anyone say WalMarts, but I've heard someone say Targets and like Kroger's, Trader Joe's, Kroger's, Targets, Rite Aids. Yeah, Wal uh, Walgreens. It's, it's crazy. Walgreens is pluralized. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said that. I was I realized I was wrong. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, we've stumbled into this conversation. Um, <laughs> the Wawas. Wow, well, we don't have Wawas in the I Midwest. Know. Wawas are like what a strictly Pennsylvania thing, like a very <laughs> incredibly regional thing. The only reason I list know that is because I listen to a podcast that they're all from Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they talk about Wawas. On your way here, get a hoagie on your. Oh way. yeah, let me go to the end of the street and go to my Michigan bodega. <laughs> Oh man, those are party stores here (laughs) because it's a party party when you go to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, let's start the podcast, baby. (laughs) Everywhere else. So in in Kansas, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's do it. I like regional regional um convenience (laughs) store talk. Let's go. Keep. (laughs) They're all liquor stores, and there's right. That's like the only place that you can get liquor is at the liquor store. At like liquor store. Okay. No, not liquor stores. The liquor store. Oh, there's a the, the like and the the you have to say. Yeah, it, well that's okay. what it's called. That's its name. The liquor okay. store. Okay. <laughs> and it is <laughs> there's like a couple of them where I went, which was I was in like Overland Park, Kansas for some reason. Yeah. Um and there happened to for be like some a reason. couple of them. Yeah, I honestly Okay, don't Toto. Why why the fuck I was there? <laughs> Uh, we there we were in the middle of Kansas. And, I got hit uh, by a tornado and I ended up in Kansas somehow. It's I'm, crazy. Now I'm back here and not Kansas anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, and this this place was like the size of a Rite Aids. Um, you just added an eight. I know. Yeah, and yeah. that's the Rite Aids. Yeah. Like like if you can imagine like a large Rite Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have taken everything out of it and replaced everything with liquor. And, okay. it, and the walls are are not walls. They're just shelves filled with liquor. It, it was like a crazy experience. I felt like I was in like Willy Wonka or something, you know? Like they did not me. they didn't <laughs> sell anything else. Just like, not do they have beer? No. no. I don't <laughs> think liquor. so. You could, get, you could get beer anywhere. Can you not sell all of our Kansas li- listeners postcard in? Do you guys not do have liquor anywhere else they may have had beer there i don't remember but i think you could get beer anywhere but you could only get liquor at the liquor store and the That's i weird. swear the only other thing that they had was like mixers and potato chips it's like those dry counties in the south like you'll have a dry county and then you'll like drive to the county over and it'll just be a billion party stores liquor stores mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just like why just there's this mythical place that yeah. I've heard of on on the other side of the bridge to Canada. Okay. Um, good old I've Windsor. Never, I've never been to Canada, so but I've heard of. Is it in Windsor? Place. I've I've been. It's it's like a, a little times. shop, I guess, like near the bridge. Where okay. They yeah. Just yeah. Have yeah. Stuff. Um, oh, is it the know. custom store, like where you can buy like a bunch of like Canadian whiskey for like tariff free? Maybe, probably. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about the Midwest. Yeah, my dad went there and got some delicious beer one time that you couldn't get in Michigan, but you could get like right on the other side of the bridge in Canada. It's Montreal Canadian. 
he drove to Ohio yeah. and got some uh, yingling and okay. drove up like to the bridge and crossed the bridge and got this Canadian beer and then crossed the bridge back and came home. See, he should have just got, crossed the bridge, drive all the way across Canada through New York, <laughs> looped around, got Ohio, hit Ohio, and then just came back up. What a fun day trip, though. That is. Took that him, is. That's like all day. The bridge go, go far, The bridge kind of sucks. Crossing the bridge to Canada kind of sucks every single yeah. time. Now that we're talking about it, I don't know if he took the bridge or the tunnel. I imagine he took the bridge though, because it is kind of crazy. That there's like a tunnel through the Detroit River. This is a very topical, very local conversation we're having. Yeah, All sorry, of our everybody. Sorry honest. if you're not from the from the mitten. Um, yeah, these are conversations that I don't get to have with with Zach very often. I that guess. is true. That we'll is get him true. Out now, well, we yeah. have you here. Even though we talk a lot, <laughs> just, yeah. we only talk about important stuff on this podcast. Like, do you take the bridge or the tunnel to Canada? <laughs> have you ever been to Canada? Have you ever been to Canada? Uh, all right. Well, enough Windsor talk. Let us start this podcast. Hey, everyone. Uh, you might be thinking, I can't wait for this Michigan-slash-Canada-based podcast. Well, that's not actually the podcast. This is Ruining Movies. Welcome in. I'm your host, Zach. Across the internet is our other host, Shane. Hi, that's me. That's him. Uh, this podcast, if you've never listened to it or watched it um, before, is a live podcast uh, that goes live at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays at either twitch.tv slash farmgoat or twitch.tv slash bringtheshane. In this podcast, we review the movie of the week. This week, we are doing, I have the wrong IMDb page open, or we are doing See No Evil, Hear No Evil, uh, directed by Arthur Hiller, starring Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, and Joan Severance. And this movie has like five writers, so I'm not going to say them all. Um, It takes a lot of work to be this kind of funny. There's a lot of of writers. (laughs) Um, But yes, you need, uh, they should have just had Richard Pryor write it. Um... I, I got off topic there. Um, but anyway, we, we talk about the movie of the week, and then uh, with the help of you, you wonderful, lovely audience, we ruin that movie by remaking it uh, or making it a prequel or sequel, and then we also remake it in the genre of your choice. Both both ways you can control that is joining our Discord, which is linked in both of our Twitches and also um, on our YouTube page. And if you are w- listening to this in the future while you're driving, don't do this while you're driving, but like... Pull over, maybe get yourself a soda, open the description, you'll find the Discord link there. Join, mm-hmm. you can vote on it, and you can make us suffer by trying to ruin movies that we like. Because I don't think we've ruined a movie that we don't like yet. I don't think we've watched a movie that I didn't at least like. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think we've watched like this a truly... we try to review bad movies. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We truly haven't watched like a bad movie yet. Uh, so far, my goal has been to pick enjoyable movies. That is true, because it's not, you can't ruin bad movies. You can only ruin good ones. Um, but before yeah, we're we. We're t- not Mystery Science Theater. This is an original show. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me we're not in space and have talking robots and we're not talking over beam? What am I doing here? Um, okay, I was actually thinking about this. Um, before we get into the actual meat of the podcast, uh, you know how funny it would be if we did a Mystery Science Theater episode? Like, we oh, watched man. an episode of Mystery Science Theater, and then we riffed over that. We riffed over them riffing. <laughs> the most meta podcast ever. And then someone else could riff over us riffing, and it could become an endless podcast. I love it. A non-agon infinity podcast. 
All right, well, let's get into the podcast. So before we get into ruining uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, um, let's talk about what we've been watching. Chat, if you guys have been watching anything interesting, throw it out in chat. Um, we'll, we got some movie and TV news to talk about, and then we will get into the movie. So, Shane, over the last week, what have you been watching? Well, Zach. <laughs> yes, Shane. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the one that I mentioned la- uh, the other day. I-, I finished Fear Street. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I didn't realize how uh, like horny the third episode was going to oh, be. Oh hell yeah! Um, it's not a but, slasher if it's not horny. Yeah, but it, it was still good. You know, it didn't like detract from what was going on. It, oh, definitely. It, like it made the story, and I thought it was all really interesting. And yeah. as soon as I started the episode, and I realized that like there was no current viewpoints from like the modern day i immediately yeah. started wondering like okay where is this going like how's this gonna connect how how are we gonna see Wait, what's, what, what's the on? whole give us the whole puzzle like what's yeah what's going on yeah i was excited to be seeing what i was seeing but yeah. i also like couldn't wait to get to like the 1994 characters and i was just so curious as to like how they were going to do that and i thought it was pretty cool it was like a little cut in like 1994 part two and i was like oh shit okay yeah that was abrupt yeah but fitting for what was going on and like it happened you know at the end of the story and it was like fitting but like it kind of like i don't want to say it scared me but like i was like oh shit Okay, it was jarring. It had me uh, on edge at po- at points for sure. Yeah, I I, um, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. uh, very self aware. Yep, which was cool. Um, um, yeah, yeah. We talked about how we weren't sure like what they would do with a colonial slasher, and I, I thought they kind of nailed it. Yeah, it they wasn't... didn't go to slasher with it, but they did do mm-hmm. like the horror of like the witch trials and just yes. like wearing your like shoe accidentally on the wrong foot and being called like a witch yeah um, that was that was wild yeah i thought the twist was kind of like we're not, i'm not gonna get into like spoilers and say the names but like i thought the twist was actually pretty like damn good like who the killer was and who like what mm-hmm. family it was like i kind of had an like it, in episode two you kind of like start seeing it but like i thought it was mm-hmm. a really cool plot twist yeah it was done really well um I did find myself like cracking up a little bit at their their wordplay, but it, it oh, was good. Definitely, definitely, it was good. I, I I enjoyed it, and I have recommended it to other people at this point. Like I awesome. think it was worth the ride. Yeah, um, um, I I've been recommending it to people too, like my brothers and stuff, being like, hey, if you mm-hmm. just want like a like, it's not like a the best horror film ever. It's not super spooky, but like if you want like just a good slasher, just like go check out the trilogy. Yeah, it was just fun. Like I didn't, yeah. yeah, it was just, just a fun thing. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of like love went into it. Definitely. Definitely. So. I mean, it was a, it was um written by the goosebumps guy. So yeah. And that was crazy. kind of awesome thinking about that too. Cause like goosebumps is I it's kid, kids books. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so when I saw that, I was like, okay, what am I getting myself into? And then I, I saw some shit. <laughs> you, you, you really did. There is this, like, nice connection. We're doing, like, Goosebumps, like, kind of being, like, our gen- like a lot of our generations, uh, like, oh, younger millennials, um, 
like jump into horror like that was my first dip into horror my first taste of yeah. horror other than like jurassic park um which yeah. is a horror movie I, that is a horror movie everyone if you see it as a child <laughs> um yeah. you but like so it's like kind of cool like i never knew about the fear street series i don't think growing up i only like read uh goosebumps and like michigan chillers so it's kind of cool to see like it, they had a little bit more maturity to it and like um i know mm -hmm. there was also like i think last year or two years ago all the years spun together now it was the del toro tales we tell in the dark um yeah, movie. yeah. i never saw it but like that was also a big book of my like childhood so it's kind of huh. cool that were, those things are like being revisited yeah for someone that was interested in Goosebumps as a kid, this felt like R.L. Stein, like yes, being like, "Hey, kids that grew up reading my my spooky stories as children, here's this great adult thing now." Yes, yes, <laughs> and it was 100%. it was pretty great. And I mean, they set it up at the end. Another kind of spoiler that like the book, like the evil book, yeah. the Necronomicon, the totally not Necronomicon. I knew that was gonna happen. I was like, Netflix, get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah, obviously, Netflix can't just have like. A property that does good and then not milk the shit out of it. Right. Um, so I mean, we'll probably get more of it. Will it be any good? Who knows? Um, we'll find out. That's for that, that's for future us to, to worry about and figure yeah, out. That's future Shane's problem. Yeah, not present. Um, nice. Uh, did you watch anything else? Um, yeah. So I've been kind of like passively watching. Um, I think it's called the. The, like the real American Playboy or something like that. Real, I thought you were gonna say real American uh, Housewives. I was gonna be tell me more. No, no. Uh, my dad's been watching it, but like I've sat down and watched quite a few episodes of it. It's basically like the life story of Hugh Hefner. Is it American Playboy, the Hugh Hefner story? Yeah, and also it's it is the Hugh Hefner story, but it's also like the story of this company of playboy yeah, which is, yeah yeah it, you know there's a lot more behind it than people give it credit for and there's yeah. like years and years of work and it's this man's like entire legacy and he built this like fucking empire oh, it's definitely. crazy like to watch this like almost like meteoric rise to wealth it's it's honestly astonishing oh i mean yeah definitely uh, Playboy is like very interesting. definitely like like a very complicated subject. Um, like mm -hmm. it did good, it did bad in places. Um, like it was. And we're very... getting to the juicy stuff now, yeah, right? So yeah. like the early stuff is like everything's fucking sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. We're sleeping right. on beds of money and buying fucking airplanes. Everything's sweet, and now they're like getting into the seventies, and and people are uh, yeah kind of giving them a little bit of a side eye now and it, it's it's interesting to see these like transitions they got they kind of go through these like wanes and woes as a, as a business and as, definitely and as an industry as a whole because hugh hefner made it pretty clear like it it was never designed to be pornography right so when you get into the 70s that's where like that whole subgenre really exploded and definitely definitely he's like trying to maintain this like very sophisticated gentleman's magazine and it's just interesting to see like like i said the way the wanes and the woes of this right, like company right. that like i never was really like really invested in or anything i obviously i knew what it was I'm right it was like it was it was old. before our time yeah 
Yeah, but it, it was, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Like, in my time, it was fucking VHS players and shit. And then I yeah, it was the, the very internet slow internet. <laughs> yeah. The, the internet fucking broke all that shit. So yeah. it's kind of interesting to to hear about it, you know? Definitely, and, definitely. Uh, that's, that's also just been, like, one of the things that I've been watching <laughs> over nice. the past few weeks. I watched a few episodes of that. Nice. Yeah. Also, uh, Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. Okay. We've been getting into some sort of risque things around here. Yeah, I'm say, ooh. <laughs> uh, but the Cocaine Cowboys, like, mini... The Cocaine Cowboys, like, like a group, like a boy band. Just uh, two dudes. Well, I mean, the two dudes were the ones that got branded with the name. Uh, right. The whole process, but there was actually, like, five or six guys, I think. Um, I think it was, like, four or five episodes. It was... Again, very interesting. Like something nice. that I just oh, yeah. hadn't really known about or anything. And like, it's now that I've seen it, uh, yeah, I realized that like I have heard of these things, but like in totally different contexts. Like these dudes are are basically like it's the, it's the story of Scarface. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Tony Mandana. Yeah. It, it it was very very cool to watch um and also on netflix i've been wa- i watched the entirety of a show called heist which is okay similar idea a deep dive into it's a lot of documentaries these... yeah and actually well, like... heist i watched a couple weeks ago i just nice nice um but it was very interesting it's six episodes and three different stories each story is two episodes and it's like people that have gone through heists. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really fucking it's self-explanatory. Cool. Nice. It's really yeah. fucking cool. I would recommend it. Uh, they're like an hour a piece. So it, it, that was cool. Nice. Um, nice. But yeah, last week we got so like wrapped up in the walking dead conversation that I forgot yeah. that I actually did watch other stuff nice. that week. <laughs> nice. Nice. But yeah, I think, I think that was about it. I, I didn't okay. really uh, go too much. I mean, it seems like an exciting week. That's a uh, lot of like, yeah. very like specific content. Yeah, it just so happens that this Playboy thing is very long and yeah. it's been on in my house yeah. a lot. And I've just like, I keep sitting down and like getting enthralled in it. It's very interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. story. And then again, like I just forgot about that heist thing entirely. But yeah, it's For all sure. very interesting sure. stuff. I, I, I like, I do enjoy documentaries quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, okay. okay. So I haven't, I, again, this last week I've been like really busy, so I haven't watched too much. Um, I, I, I told you when we were playing video games last weekend, uh, this is actually kind of funny story. I think it was like Thursday or Friday. I was like, the Twilight series is on Netflix. I've never watched it. I kind of want to see what's going on. I made it 20 minutes into the first movie and realized I've seen all the Twilight movies. I've just forgot all of them, so I turned it off. I was like, wait, this is all very vaguely familiar. And then I was like, shit, I've seen all these movies, I guess. Um, There must be a reason it's left my brain at this point. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to watch something bad. So I was like, Twilight series, I've never seen it. Let's see this cultural phenomenon that I missed, yeah. but I guess I didn't miss it. I guess I just don't remember it at all, um, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I love Robert Pattinson, but he's you, in you my have to opinion, start somewhere. Like, the most redeeming quality of that movie is 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 him. 
Right. See, that's why I kind I wanted to watch it because, like I said, I wanted to watch a bad movie. And mm-hmm. I've just, like, people have been talking about it lately because I think they're all on Netflix. And just, like, they're saying, like, ridiculous mm-hmm. things about it. I'm like, no, that's not in that movie, is it? <laughs> so, I, like, it was kind of like I, I kind of wanted to watch it because, like, it's, it's, it's weird. And then I did watch, like, 20 minutes of it. I'm like, I've seen this. I, like, I, I've seen this before. Not yeah. like I've seen this in another movie before. I, like, I've seen that movie before. I just don't mm-hmm. remember it until I started watching it and be like, okay, I've seen this movie. Yeah, I'm almost certain that I've seen all three of them. Yeah, I uh, there's actually five. Five? Yeah, there's five of them. Yeah, I think there's like p- part one and part two of two. Uh, Holy shit! I did it, not know that. Yeah, so there's Twilight, New Moon, Twilight, New Moon, uh, Eclipse, wow. Breaking Dawn, Part One, Breaking Dawn, Part Two. I guess we have to watch them all. <laughs> No. What? Yep. No. No, um, no, 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 we're not. So we're not. that um, that's crazy. I did not know that. So maybe I haven't seen them all, but I do know that uh, it was a, like 2000... a young high school Shane was infatuated yeah. with uh, a lady, and she was infatuated with Twilight. I mean, who <laughs> wasn't? It was like the because like I'm looking at these dates, 2008 to 2012. Those were the years we were in high school. Told like, like it just it just lines up like it just like we were young is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. we were young um people like i don't even think like what else like harry potter was going on at the same time the Uh, thing about twilight also is it was written as in the in like the same time frame right it was written as a book marketed to like a group like a a generation of people yeah and our generation Yes, my, my generation of people. Yeah. Uh, and also, the films came out like well, people were still into that. Hunger Games had the same advantage. It's right? all it was, the books was, and the movies came yeah. out within like half a decade of each other. So people that were in middle school were like reading the Hunger Games, and by the time they were out of high school, they had got to see the Hunger Games film. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking like we're we're kind of going to be talking about a like in the news one of these like. YA movies that kind of came out around that period, but like that's one thing no one really I've like talks about anymore. Like I know a lot of people still talk about Harry Potter. Um, I love Harry Potter. I, I'm indifferent to it. Put them all on the list. Everyone, uh, my next oh, 18 picks for movies. Is God just Harry damn Potter it. twice. Please no. Um, <laughs> um, but like there was like a Divergent. Uh, they they tried to do yeah, like a, the like Maze a, Runner, like The Giver. They tried to make that into. Um, like a yeah, series. I saw that as well. I I, I read the book. Um, the book was really good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, do you remember Maze Runner, uh, Beautiful Runner, Creatures? Yeah. yeah. Um, like um, that Ender's period. Game? Does that count? I think so. Ender's Game was sweet though. I like that. Yeah, movie. I think that one was a little bit better. Um, Circa I think that's also Freak. more of a serious book. Just I think we're gonna be talking a lot about the two thousands today. Um because we're gonna be talking about like a lot of news that's like kinda two thousand. That like yeah. culturally, when you look at that time, it is a very interesting and strange time that we grew up in. Yeah. Uh, it's we're, fucking we're, crazy. We're gonna be talking about South Park, um, and the whitest kids you know, also both products of the two thousands that mm-hmm. just feel so weird. We're gonna be talking about uh why the last man, which I think also, that might have been in the '90s, but 2000s, um, and we're going to be talking about Chronicle. 
I don't know what Chronicle or why the last man is though. Okay. But yeah, it's just like it, it was it's just it's the two thousands are just weird. They're like yeah. We were the guinea pigs for cell phones. You realize that? Like yeah. the first cell phone that I had flipped open. Half you the were, people that are listening right now don't even know what that fucking means. I had a chocolate. Do you remember that type of cell phone? Yeah. I Yeah. Had Do you have a, a razor? Uh kinda. But it was more just like Oh a yeah. Like a yeah, piece yeah. of shit. Phone. Uh, uh, Virgin Mobile had to like pay for minutes and send text messages with the number pad. Yep. Yeah. Oh god, that was awful. I yeah. also had like you could only like send like a hundred texts or so like a month. Or, like, yeah. Something and from the time that I was you know like fifteen. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> like yeah. cell phones have come a long fucking way. Yeah, so I'm right. 28 now. That's only 13 years. I just told you the first phone that I had. Was I literally phone, so had it was a flip phone, and I had to send text messages with a number pad. Now I have an actual fucking computer at the end of my wrist. It's right, insane. right. I, that's kind of what I'm gonna. I'm getting at here. It's like yeah, we were the guinea pigs. Um, but like specifically rats. with film, like Harry Potter, Twilight, all these things, like were the beginning of cinematic universes. Like, yeah. we had stuff in the 90s that kind of were connected, like, but it, they were Easter eggs. But, like, all these YA novels, I you can, like, connect direct lines between them and, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or DC trying to do their thing. Like, yeah, we yeah. were, like, the ones fed a movie every year to see if it worked, <laughs> would work, and it did work. Did we did this? We created it's this monster <laughs> accidentally by being young, impressionable children. Yeah, the, the internet was flashy. Oh, just oh, this is kind of Michael Bay too, right? Transformers. Bro, oh, yeah, my the two thousands oh. were like M Night Shyamalan, which I would, I, I kind of wanted to talk about him, but I couldn't bring up like find any news. Like, it's kind of weird that he was like the new St Spielberg in like the late nineties and like throughout the two thousands, and then he just made like a movie called Old that no one cares about. Um, it's Why does no one care about that? I think it looks interesting. No, I think it looks interesting too, but I heard it's just like another mediocre movie he made. Like, it just seems like, uh, I don't know. He was like supposed to be like the new Spielberg and then just like, I don't know, was Signs his last good one? I can't even remember. Um, in Signs, if you watch well, it back, it's like, okay. Wasn't he responsible for like the Unbreakable the and... Oh, and like Split and Mirror. Split and well, like stuff. I even yeah. heard those were like okay. I mean, he Glad. had the older old old person. Anyway, I just like yeah. I'm like Shyamalan. Um, Michael Bay was also. Oh my god! Swing for the fences, Gary. For the, I mean, I, do I don't quote even know the kid's name. I, don't, I, I do quote that <laughs> a lot. Time I have a baseball bat in a video game, I think about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you even have like the scary movies. Not like I'm not talking about the genre. I'm talking about the actual scary movie franchise. Yeah. It's like kind of like the meta humor that we have a lot of nowadays. Yeah. Um, was a weird time. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I went. I went to watch Twilight. I didn't. So I started watching uh, Death Note. Uh, I finally nice. wanted to finish that, so I'm episode four. It's good. It's anime. Uh, We're, I'm watching anime, everyone. I'm watching an anime. I'm doing the thing. It's not the live action. I'm doing, um, the, I'm doing the damn thing. I'm watching an anime. Um, His name I, was Meryl. How could I forget a name like that? Swing for defenses, Meryl. That is a weird name. What? Um, sorry, if you, all, all our Meryl listeners, I apologize for that joke. Um, 
And then I watched uh, the new Suicide Squad, which uh, mm. I'm not going to spoil or anything, but it was pretty damn good. One of the best. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say, like, the best DC film, but, like, I, I've always saying DC needs to kind of just have their movies not really try to be connected and do their own thing. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. see Suicide Squad ever meet up with, like, The Flash or, like, Batman. Right. Because, like... Those are just completely different types of movies. Like the Joker, I wouldn't want to watch a Joker film set in the Suicide Squad world, and I wouldn't want to watch Suicide Squad in the Joker world. Right. So. Well, I'm excited to watch it because at this point, um, there, there are two people that I talk to pretty regularly. Yeah. Like daily, whose yeah. whose opinions I take pretty highly in regards to films. Yeah. One of them is you. The other one is this guy I work with who will nice. remain unnamed. He knows who Definitely. he is if he's out there. Definitely. And he you know who said, you, are. you know how you, you know who you are. <laughs> you he said are. that he had watched the first like 30 minutes or so and yeah. he had to stop it because uh, he has a little one at home. Oh, definitely um, not a child movie. Definitely not a child but movie. But he said that uh, he, he wasn't so sure. Like he wasn't, wasn't so sure yet. Oh, it's great. It's good. And then you said it's great. So, like, I'm kind of getting excited. You have to... It's Mixed reviews from the, my two most trusted critics. And That's I could, a good I sign. could see why people, like, definitely, um, like, are hesitant with it, especially if you have a young child. Definitely do not take children. Do not let oh, children watch I don't watch think he was well. watching it with them. Oh, just put that good. out there. I think he just had to, like, you know, be For a sure. dad. For sure. No, definitely, 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 definitely. Um, I, I think if you like James Gunn stuff, um, like if you like Guardians, I, I don't want to compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's better than Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but it's kind Ooh, of that's a bold statement. I not that not that it's like Guardians of the Galaxy is a fucking triple A Oscar winning. Right, right. I do see many many people put that in like near the upper echelon of what the MCU is. Well, here's my hot take. That's going to be an actual hot take. I've, I'm ready. I don't know I, if we've I, ever I, had this discussion. We've never really had a reason to. I've made a lot of Disney people mad in the past. I've made a lot of Christopher Nolan fans recently Ooh, in the past. There's, there's a lot of people on YouTube mad at me about some things I said about Christopher Nolan. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think when DC has a good movie like this, it is better than anything that the MCU has. Because awesome. it feels... Awesome. Because... In, if you okay, I, I saw this post on Twitter uh, two days ago that had like all the color palettes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're all pretty much the same. And yeah. I'm saying that is because all even the best Marvel movie still feels like a Marvel movie. True. The best DC film, um, I'm not including like Wonder Woman or like Aquaman. Like I, I think the first Wonder Woman was great. Um, that feels like a good DC film, but like. Joker, I know mixed reviews, a lot of people have mixed reviews on Joker, and the new Suicide Squad, like, those feel like good movies that I don't have to worry about them being connected to this cinematic universe for them to be good. They're just good standalone films. That's a good quality to have in a movie. I've always said that even in these massive universe things that you do, like, you should still try to make a good standalone film. I think oh, absolutely. that's part of what makes absolutely good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like trying to connect a bunch of stuff all the time. It was Definitely. the story of Iron Man, kind of like Definitely. a self-contained fun time. But beyond that, now you have all these other movies that a lot of the times, you're right, are like reaching. And it kind of right. like 
pulls away from the the main story. I I like, like a good self-contained definitely. Quality. And I like I like a like a decent amount of MCU films, but like I said, they always feel like an MCU film. They feel like an art Marvel film. Like they feel sure. like their own genres, which it's weird, like, the whole discussion, like, are they films, which they are, um, and then there's, like, this weird, like, beef that people always bring up, like, Martin Scorsese doesn't think they're art films, again, let Martin Scorsese say what he wants, he's right. made fantastic films in the past, um, it just, Marvel movies just have always felt different to me, they've always felt like, they're comic book movies, but, like, they're, like, its own genre, which is weird yeah. to say, because, like, the, I wouldn't put... The Sam Raimi Spider-Man series, like in um, like the Marvel movie category, because that just feels like an isolated superhero film. Same yeah. with like Blade, um, Suicide Squad. Sure. Like if I was talking to like a hundred-year-old person. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the movies," and they were like, "What are you gonna see?" And I was like, "You know, Scarlet Witch." And right. They, and they said to me, "You know, ooh, what's that about?" Or like, what kind of right. movie is that? I would probably just say, "Oh, it's, it's the new Marvel movie." <laughs> right, and that's that's a good way of putting it. Or um, like it's a superhero movie. It's because that's it's, like a good way to sum it up. But it is. It's a, it's a Marvel movie. It, uh, it's a Marvel movie because I think if you say it's a Marvel movie, people know what they're getting into. Like, yep. you can tell me, "Hey, this is a new Marvel movie," and I know what I'm going to get myself into. I know it's going to probably not be rated R. Um, it's probably going to have, uh, I'm probably going to need some little bit of background information. Um, it's going to be an action adventure film. Um, the story arcs are pretty much the same. I'm not, most, most action adventure f films have the same story arc, so that's not saying much, but like, yeah. I know what I'm getting into. I'm not going to have anything that is going to, um, how do I want to word this? I'm not going to go see a They're marvel film and it's not going to change how i think or it's not going to affect me deeply like i'll be happy that i saw something that i enjoyed reading and as a kid in comics like i'll have a nostalgia factor to it or i'll feel mm -hmm. excited that be like oh this is a cool thing they're doing but like it won't affect me emotionally like endgame did because it felt like the end of it and sorry i keep cutting you off no you're yeah good. I, uh... I have to say yeah no, I, I think he nailed it. I Yeah. I think that uh, sometimes you watch these movies and you end up not thinking at all. Or it's, you end up not yeah. emotioning at all. That's you know, you just kind of buckle flicks. up and, yeah, that's exactly it. You just shove popcorn in your face and let the lights flicker. And, and like, the reason, I don't know, I feel kind of like now that we've talked about how these universe ideas were thrust upon us as children i'm like finding myself thinking about transformers again fucking right. michael bay and all his michael like bay. flashing bright lights and lincoln park yeah. me as yeah. a young kid i'm just like smashing popcorn into my face like right. yes more bright lights more shia labeouf yeah exactly and <laughs> now i'm a fucking 30 years old almost and i'm just like shoving popcorn in my face <laughs> like yeah, more absolutely. absolutely, more flashing lights, and they're called popcorn flicks for a reason. And I'm not, I'm anyone listening to this who thinks I am like shitting on Marvel movies right now or anything like that. I, I'm truly am not. It's just it's those what those films are, and if they do affect you emotionally, that's great. They just don't affect me emotionally. Um, and they are popcorn flicks. They are something you can just shut your brain off and watch, which is, we need those. 
Like I, mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite movies. Hot Fuzz is a brilliant, but it's kind of also a popcorn flip flick. Yeah, that one though, I feel like there's a switch, right? Yeah. Like I go no, to that movie okay. and it's yeah. like I'm gonna turn a lever. Like, am I gonna watch this movie or am I gonna watch this movie? That is true. That is an Edgar Wright movie. You okay? I can't really say that. But there are like um, oh, I don't like I was gonna say Die Hard, but I think there is more to Die Hard than it being a popcorn flick. Yeah, but no, I agree though because I've done that with Hot Fuzz. Like I'll just turn yeah. it on and, and not really pay attention. And I'll be like, ah, that's a funny joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there are other times also where I'm just like, I'm going to intently watch this movie. Right, exactly. Um, so this was a very roundabout way of me just saying the Suicide Squad was good. I thought it stood on its own. I don't think it's for everyone. Um, and that's not being like, ooh, you won't, you're won't. you not sophisticated enough to get it. I just think it's very gory. <laughs> it's very gory and kind of nice. really uh, dirty at times. Cool. Uh, that's the only reason that's my warning. But it's good. I mean, I feel like James Gunn uh, kind of was the perfect director for this. Uh, awesome. I can't really that's think right. of anyone else. I mean, his like... He has good comedy. He started in Troma, which is something I bring up every time we talk about it, because Troma <laughs> is just, like such a crazy studio, and uh, like he made Slither and thing stuff. So like he Slither did... is a great movie. Yeah, I, I'm, I think that's. It. I'm pretty sure he did Slither. And he did, and yeah. I really like Michael Rooker, who was also yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was also in The Walking Dead. Full yes. circle, we did yes, it. We did it. Uh, and he's also in Suicide Squad. Yes, exactly. That was like, yeah, James it's, Gunn. It's like he Tim brought, Burton James and uh, Johnny Depp. James Gunn, yes. his brother, and Michael Rooker. Because uh, Sean Gunn's <laughs> in it all in all his movies too. But like, it's it's cool. It's like James Gunn really did get to um, like prop up his like rated R darker side, which I feel like he nice. has deep down that he really won't be able to get away with at Marvel. Um, right. And DC is kind of in, like, a desperate state that they're probably just like, yeah, make this film, please. Um, also, I think, like, yeah, that specific group of, he- uh, quote-unquote, heroes. Villains and heroes. Yeah. Yeah, fits that type of style. Yeah, and I definitely. haven't seen the movie yet. So, like, you know, if that's what he's feeling, I when I think of, like, that in regards to superheroes, it's like, yeah, Suicide Squad's probably probably great for something like that. Definitely, definitely. So, um, I, I truly hope DC keeps doing these, uh, kind of, like, one-shot things where, like, um, they, they do kind of get to play, like, the comic book movie into the genre of its choice. And that's kind of, like, the great thing about comic books is, like, I'm, like, looking at my shelf right there. I have a couple Dr. Fate books um, that mm-hmm. are, are kind of, like, fun um, action. Uh, I, I have some of the newer runs of Dr. Fate, so it also kind of, like, gets a little bit deeper into politics and stuff. Um, I have Alan Morton's Swamp Thing, which is, like, breaks my brain and makes me feel afraid of death when I read it. And then mm-hmm. I have The Flash, which is just fun. Yeah. So it's like, that's what comic books are. They, they're not all the same. They're It's yeah. a, an entire medium of art. So it, it's good to see them change stuff up. Yeah, I do enjoy the fact that we're seeing more superhero stuff kind of, like, let go of the reins a bit more. Definitely. You know, at least in terms of, like, companies and properties, you know, for for these, for, I've watched some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff on Suicide Squad, just a little bit, just like the trailers and stuff. Yeah. So, for them to just be like, okay, James Gunn, you can kill whoever you want, you know, do do whatever you want. That's crazy control. That's um, that's awesome. And like with the Joker, that movie felt like it also was just like someone was just like, Yeah, Todd Phillips, go for yeah. it. 
here's the character. Um, it doesn't like you, yeah, do whatever you want with it. It doesn't have to be if it doesn't matter if it's canonical and stuff, which I do like that. I know that might not make a lot of people who like comics to be like, um, actually, I don't know. I'm just really stupid <laughs> voice. Um, actually, that's not how it is in the comics. But like, if you're adapting something to film, I think you should be able to change it. Um, to yeah, fit what and I mean, will fit film better. If you really want to like be that actually guy, I'm actually just like plug it into your brain that both DC and Marvel are based on comics, which all present content from like alternate universes, right? Where all this shit is possible all the fucking time. So exactly, actually, and... it's all possible all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm always an advocate for um. Books and comics. <laughs> well, yeah, that. But like books and comics, like being adapted, things being adapted, um, not being faithful to the the like source material, which I know is probably a big take because I know like there's a lot of people out there who get very upset when like you even change the gender of a character. I can appreciate it both ways. I you know when something's super true to the source material, it can yeah. be really cool to just like see some of your favorite shit on screen we talked about this with the walking dead yeah there are some things that they do that are pulled straight from the source material that definitely as, as a reader are really fucking cool to see on screen um but also you know to to not constantly be catered to as a fan and let an artist do their work is also pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. kind of like where I land with the difference between uh, the most recent Star Wars movie and The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, definitely. The most recent Star Wars movie was just like, if they had a squirt gun loaded with uh, fucking fan service, I left soaked in the shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with The Mandalorian, it's like, I felt like I was just watching like an artist's interpretation of the events that follow, you know, and that's kind of cool. And I can appreciate both ways of doing a thing. Definitely. Definitely. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's Although, everything. Oh, wait, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't fan service me too much. I, I, yeah, uh, I, I, I just like, I like an Easter egg. Star Wars. I, I like an <laughs> Easter egg, but like, yeah, I just make a good movie. Um, we wouldn't have The Shining if Kubrick stayed true to um, Stephen King. We wouldn't have a lot of great art yeah. if a lot of people just did the... Well, my whole thing with his was, like, if you want something to, like, that's just the source material on the film, I just, like, why? Why Why do you want that? Like, don't you right. want something new? <laughs> like, don't you want a, another experience? Yeah, that's a, that's a I can whole see that, thing. Too. I also uh, think it's it's tough and, like... I don't want to use the word unfair, but it's tough to have expectations. So, so when right. you're an artist trying to make your art, um, we learn this from eight and a half. <laughs> when you're surrounded yeah. by people that have expectations of you, it just like takes away from what you're trying to do. Yeah. So going back know. to the DC, that's why the Snyder cut sucks. That's why fans don't get a voice. Yeah. Release Not the ire cut. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> No more releasing cuts demanded by fans. I just, uh, there's already like a thing where people are demanding that. And like, someone's like, we're released the gun cut. It's like the movie just came out. What are you talking about? Shut up. Release the higher cut thing. And then, uh, and then I watched a movie review on 
the older Suicide Squad, and I was like, damn, this movie is rough. Maybe there does need to be an Iron Yeah, I know. But there not from me. I'm not movie, putting my hashtag. Movies can right fail. There. It's fine. And we lost him. Um, I was going to say, movies can fail, everyone. Uh, that's fine. You don't have to remake every movie. If your movie doesn't do Why good, that that's fine. Happen? I don't know, but I kept talking about my take. My take was movies can fail. You don't need a cut to make it yes, better. Yes, no, I agree. Like we shouldn't yes, remake no, everything agree. that fails. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep let's let's, let's let's move on to news. We've been talking about what we've been watching for like almost fifty minutes at this point. Well, um, let's get to the meat of it. Let's get to the news. So, um. I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run some things real quick. Um, so you don't you didn't you don't remember Chronicle? Uh, does this have any like pictures or anything? Uh, it I think the article does. It was this like found so. footage, uh, 2012 movie. It was a found footage of like kids getting superpowers. It had the kid who became Green Goblin in uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Um, it had Michael B. Jordan in it. What the hell? No, yeah. I don't think so. It was an interesting idea. It was an interesting idea. It came out in 2012. I think that it has like a cult following or anything. Uh, or I think it has a cult following. Um, but we are like kind of like people have always been talking about like we want a sequel to it and stuff. Um, and we're getting one now. So um, I don't know. I think uh, found footage superhero movies are cool. I think they just did that with like Brightburn, which I think is also James Gunn. Um, I don't have too much to say about that, uh, especially if you, like, haven't seen it. I, 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 like, I don't know why this is, like, in my zeitgeist, like, this movie is. Like, it was, I like... I do remember this movie. Okay, so now, like, uh, yeah. Um, so they're making a second one. Uh, I don't actually have too much to say about this, but that's, that's interesting that they're getting a second one. Again, we're getting More another sequel to a movie 10 years down the line, 10, 15, 20, um... The kids that loved this movie in 2012 are going to eat this shit up in 2022. Yep, 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 yep. That's exactly what's going to be. Uh, what has this guy made? What has the director made between Chronicle and now? The Fantastic Four movie. All right, I don't care about this movie anymore. Sorry. Off <laughs> um, my radar. Eat, yeah, eat. I'm sorry. <laughs> that movie like, talk, that movie's just bad. Um, all right, let's move forward to a... This is going to be a, one that might get us in trouble. Uh-oh. Not like, Not like canceled trouble or anything like that but just like you know like how we have a pop culture podcast and neither of us have seen game of thrones oh yeah Mm -hmm. neither of us have read dune either nope have you seen the movie like the original movie movie oh there's an original movie yeah what all i know is it's the only david lynch movie i have not seen that's real it's it's bot is what yeah there's a david yeah there's a the first dune was david lynch you keep saying first 1984 like, i think there's a, been a couple dunes see this is why we're gonna get trouble fuck? if any of our friends are listening we're about to get murdered um i didn't know this existed I'm yeah uh fucking blame me on twitter if you want i did not know this was a thing there's when there you say there's sequel there is sequels yeah there's been a couple dune movies what what the fuck <laughs> yeah right that's why i there's the new poster and i we haven't talked about dune yet and i know that is like the movie event of the year and i feel like we have a movie podcast really? we need to talk about it is Dude, that people, important 
It, real, oh my god, we're uh, gonna get murdered by some are of our friends. I, our friends are gonna murder person, us. I know one person in particular that loves this stuff. <laughs> I know, and he's gonna kill us. That's um, fine. He knows, like, we've talked about it before. I, he knows that. Yeah, look, I mean, look, if this is a thing people are interested in, I think that's great. Be interested in it. Um, I've heard great things about the book, but, like, I, I honestly am beside myself that there's been a film iteration before there's been a film there's been short series like dude okay if we're talking about like nerd culture nerd that pop a, culture like dude is like up there like it's that like that is a beautiful man which In one Timothy Charlemagne of the old dune with the blue eyes yeah everyone is beautiful in this <laughs> Like, there's like, not an ugly person on this poster. They're all just beautiful gods and goddesses. Wow, that name's uh, really familiar. The, the main character's name is Paul Atreides. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the person who will kill us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I it just like, I feel like we just need to talk about this. Even though it, it's like us, me and Shane, trying to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, we haven't <laughs> seen it either. Um, but like, so I, the things I do know about this is like the posters coming out. I know a lot of people are excited about it. I know people love Dune. Mm -hmm. I, I know, um, who's Aquaman's Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is like already saying like already doing the thing like, Oh, two to three hours isn't long enough. We need a six to eight hour movie for the entire visionary. I'm like, ah, <laughs> is that how long this movie is? That's how long I guess with like all the footage remained in. I don't know if we've actually got a runtime yet. Dave, this old I one is two hours and seventeen minutes. Dude, Dune is like the biggest book I've ever seen. I know it's like twenty-five books or something. It's super long. Yeah, well, this I'm pretty sure this is just the first book that they're doing. No, uh, I mean the old one. Oh, like the old one's over two hours, but this new one, I I do believe you're right, is supposed to only be a fraction of what it is. Now we're establishing another universe. Uh, two hours and thirty-five minutes, and I know a lot of people in the cast. I think I I think I'm getting Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista mixed up. Not like I know which ones they are. I'm just getting mixed up. Who said it? I think it was actually Dave Bautista who said he wants the six to eight um hour cut of the uh, Dennis Villanueva. This is a cut. Um, so of what of Dune? Of Dune. <laughs> or is it? Oh my goodness! It's not even out yet. <laughs> not even a runtime. Oh, two hours, 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I God. mean, the director um, is an amazing director. He did Arrival, uh, Sicario, Sicar um, Blade Runner 2049. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This so is going to be a cool-looking movie. Yeah, it'll be a cool-looking movie. I know nothing about Dune. I'll watch it. Um, I just want to talk about it. Like, this is the trailer. Everyone's, like, super hyped about it. I just feel like this is another Game of Thrones thing with me and you, where it's like, that movie's coming out, everyone's yeah. really excited about it. Sorry, everybody, but I see there's a new movie coming. I didn't yeah. realize that it was, as you said, the movie event of the uh, It is 100% the, the movie of the movie there's event of the year. There's a lot of people in this. Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac. Right, okay, I'll just Timothy read the top Chalamet. of this poster. Yeah, Timothy, yeah, we have Timothy Charmelet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, uh, Stefan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Stefan McKinley Henderson, Zendaya. Um, I can't see. Quing Chin, I think, is that person's name. Um, Jason Momoa, oh. Dave Bautista. And Drax and Aquaman are going to be in this movie. And Thanos. Yeah, like everyone is in this movie. 
Are we sure it's not connected to the MCU? God, don't even. Are we allowed to be mad about it if it's not? I'm a, I'll, I'll be mad if it is. <laughs> and then, oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, and David uh, Desmond Melkian is in it. I can't say his last name. I don't know who that is. He's, uh, he's, he's plays, um, he's a, oh God. If you saw his face, he's one of those actors. If you saw his face, you know who he was. Uh, he was, he's an Ant-Man. Um, he's in the new Suicide Squad. He plays Polka Dot Man. Um, okay, 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 okay. Like, he, okay, 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 okay. He, yeah, you know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like him. All right, let's move on. <laughs> um. Man. Uh, so this next Nick next article is kind of ins well, just crazy, just just out there, just um. <sighs> South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone, which we talked about last week, with them buying a uh, Casa Bonita or trying to, uh -huh. um, which we found out they have movies, <laughs> they have money for it now because uh South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed nine hundred million dollar Viacom SBS deal. CBS, yeah. not SBS. Yeah, <laughs> CBS deal. Fourteen movies planned for Paramount Plus. Okay, well, I just just to, just to be clear, they release an episode of South Park in five days, so like this might actually <laughs> that, that be done. In, like, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> this might be done in like a year. Uh, <laughs> right. Um. I mean, how many South Park movies are there now? Like, the South Park movies are good. Two, maybe three. Like, I'm pretty sure the first one won, like, an Oscar. Longer and not cut. Uh, bigger, longer yeah, and not cut. Yeah. Also, like, they released a vaccine special and a pandemic special that were both, like, an hour or so long, respectively. So, I don't know if those count as movies. Yeah, are these feature-length films? Like... I don't know. It says film, so I'm guessing it's right. going to be longer than the show, which is like 30 minutes. So 22, really, if you remove. Uh, yeah, if you remove all the yeah. Um, the extra nonsense, the Taco Bell commercials. So uh, that's just crazy. That's like that. Yeah, even good like for them. good for them. Yeah, they can they can finally buy Casa Bonita. Um, 2022, we'll see the show launch its 25th season. That is just astounding. Me yeah, because that means I was alive when they started. So that's pretty yep, cool. 1997. The Simpsons is on like the 32nd season. It's mm -hmm. also that's uh, wild. It's wild. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. 14 South Park films. Like, I mean, I mean, if there's any franchise that can make 14 films and like most of them probably being decent, I'm not going to say they're all going to be good because that's a lot of movies. You're gonna mess up yeah. one, I think. Like I kind of hope that they do exactly what we were just talking about too. Like, obviously, we know that the characters will be connected because they're all right. the same all the time. But like, I would like to see like, it like self-contained things. You know what I want to see? A basketball sequel. Oh my gosh! Now I just want to see basketball. Basketball is a fun movie. I, I like a basketball. Classic. It's so good, and those guys haven't done a ton of stuff like that, so it's just it's great. It's just a great movie to see those guys on screen doing what they do instead of uh, you know paper mache funny people doing funny people stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, they those two are funny. Like that's the thing. They are funny. Mm -hmm. They're great. They're they really funny. are. Um. Okay. Cool. Moving on. 
Speedrun. Speedrun. Uh, <laughs> we have the last movie news, and that is uh, Tarantino has an idea for a Rambo movie. Um, so, Quentin Tarantino, who... I will say, Tarantino says he has a lot of ideas. <laughs> the, the picture's really funny. He already looks like him. <laughs> he does. Um, Tarantino does this, like, pretty frequently, where he'll be like, I can't do a Tarantino voice, but he's he's pretty much like, I have an idea, and he'll say something. Like, he said this, like, for a Star Trek movie, like, five times now. And I think even, like, a Star Wars movie. He was like, I have an idea for a Star Wars movie. Um... But uh, he he has an idea for a Rambo movie starring Adam Driver, and I think that's actually a pretty good fit. For Rambo? Yeah. Or for, like, do you mean, like, you think Adam Driver's a good fit for the character, or Tarantino's a good fit for the... Both. I think Tarantino yeah, would make yeah. an actually, like, good, like, to-the-book first blood. Um, It would be brutal. Um, yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I think Adam Driver, I mean, this picture of him is really funny. That Star Wars picture is so funny. I just, uh, um, I think Adam Driver is a really good actor. I think he would, uh, do really good in it. I, it would, knowing Tarantino, it will never get made. Because, like I said, he says he wants to make a lot of things, but he, I think he said he only is ever going to make, like, 12 movies and then retire. I don't know what, hey, don't know uh, how many more movies he has. Hey, Zach. Yeah. I uh, had an idea for a movie recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was thinking maybe I would make Rambo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who's I acting? Was thinking, I was really just thinking, like, maybe, maybe, possibly, if we shoot for the stars, Yeah. we could get, we could get Adam Driver. Oh, shit, that's great. That's All right, now, good, Screen Crush, idea. write a fucking article about me. <laughs> I had this fantastic idea. Uh, Where's my article? No, I just... Like, you should make Kill Bill first. Make I'm, your kidding. Own kill bill. I'm kidding, of course, but, like, <laughs> people have ideas while they're taking shits. Right. Like, this isn't like Quentin Tarantino went out and was like, hey, I started crowdfunding for this right. great new thing I Right, this is totally clickbait, a clickbait article, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like, I imagine him just, like, tweeting, like, at Adam Driver, you'd look good in a red headband. And Screen Crush is just like, Quentin Tarantino has ideas. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> so I, I did find this thing. I was trying to, that has a very good point. Um, that I did, uh, just to make sure I was uh, remembering this correctly. Again, Tarantino says a lot of shit. Like, just, uh, that never really comes true. Uh, but he has said this a couple times where he says, uh, he will definitely retire after his 10th film. So we, he's made nine. Definitely is a hilarious word when it comes to, you know. Tarantino. Being definite about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his ninth movie was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that means if he's making ten movies, his last one, this next movie is his last one, which I don't think is going to be actually true. Um, right. But it would be I really heard. funny if it was a Rambo film. I heard he was going to be done after the Hateful Eight, and I heard he was going to be done after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the man just keeps going. So he he has to look at feet somehow. <laughs> Kidding. Trying to I like Tarantino feet. films. Leave me alone. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> We're all feet. fans here. I saw the Hateful Eight, the entire thing on film. <laughs> um. All right, let's move. No Go intermissions. Ahead. The only theater. No, that, that one didn't did have, have an intermission. That was fantastic. <laughs> Again. Dude, if you're going to be eight hours, three intermissions, please. 
Um, all right. Now we're moving on to some sad news. But the good news is after this article, I put in some fun news to do this. I feel like we've had some sad news the last couple, couple times we've recorded. Um, yeah. This one... But, Full circle again, back to like our age group. That's that's Go why, I, yeah, I wanted to bring it up. So Trevor Moore, who, if you don't know, was uh, one of the creators of the Whitest Kids You Know, which I feel like is a thing that a lot of people younger than us don't know about. Um, not. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, has passed away. And again, like first of all, that sucks. Um, he was pretty young. Uh, Trevor Moore is like. One of those people, like, the whitest kids you know, which you probably don't hear too many people talking about anymore, um, they were, like, peak edgy 2000 comedy, um, there's some skits that are pretty, like, uh, I'll put a content warning here, uh, if you've never seen the whitest kids you know, I could recommend a lot of their skits, but just know, like, Your you have to know- Your discretion is advised. Yeah, and you have to know, like, <laughs> context is always important when you're viewing things from the past. Mm-hmm. 2000, like, the 2000s were, like- Peak edgy humor. So just yes. keep that in mind when you see it. Um, some of the skits. Um, I recommend uh, Mars Bears or A Gallon of PCP. Those are my two <laughs> favorite skits. Um, but it, it, he's like, the whitest kids you know is like kind of the reason why internet comedy became as big as it is. Like it's led the way for like YouTube skit shows and stuff. Um, yeah, it really did. It, so it, he passed away. Which sucks because I'm pretty sure they just finished. They were bringing the whitest kids you know back, like they Damn. just finished a script for a movie, like a year ago before the pandemic or during the pandemic. Wow. Um, That's so, yeah, I just wanted to bring him up because I, I think he is very instrumental. He was very instrumental to like comedy. Uh, we've talked like a lot about a, a lot of people in the past. Um, I mean, we're about to talk about uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, two people who also have insanely like changed comedy and just like put comedy where it is. Um, so yeah, some peace. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so content warning with that one. Um, just know different times context context matters people if you're watching things in the past don't get mad at content warnings they're just trying to educate you that why things are different you don't go to a museum and expect there not to be any placards or anyone telling you about why when the art was created that's just ridiculous that's a whole other thing if anyone's like i've seen people mad about content warnings lately there every other form of art you go and you learn about the time it was created in the artist it shouldn't be different with film if you're watching something from the 60s and 70s that has racist characters and there's a content warning saying, hey, uh, this was a product of his time. That's not them removing your ability to watch the film. That's just them telling you about the time. Don't be right. mad at that. Yeah, and, like, you know, we could have said the same thing about South Park. Because, yeah. like, half the reason that I like the old South Park episodes is because I lived through those times. Right. Um, and not a lot of people could watch that and really understand why some of those things are so funny. Exactly. Co- context matters. Um, time matters, like, culture changes, so obviously things in the past probably aren't as funny nowadays, just like things if you, nowadays probably wouldn't be funny if you sent them 20 years in the future. Right. Just how culture works. Um, but yeah, so if you do want to dive into the whitest kids you know, they're all on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I believe that is an accurate statement. So let's move forward to a very funny article, but not really that funny. We've covered the story. This is kind of follow-up. This, this might be our first follow-up, maybe. 
um, on a news article that we covered. But I think like one of the first episodes we covered uh, the ultimate slideshow <laughs> uh, shutting down because of a diarrhea outbreak. Which again, if that affected you, I'm sorry. That sucks. But <laughs> it is still very funny. Um, so the ultimate slip and slide is now canceled for good after the diarrhea outbreak. They never got back on their feet. I know, right? Um, they never got back on their feet. They could not recover from the diarrhea accident, um, which it does sound gnarly. There was like 40 crew members. Like this article says 40 crew members were collapsing from it on set. Like that's fucking insane and rough and awful. I feel sorry if you were on that set. But everyone oh, else is really so funny. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it's, it's so I don't sorry. mean to laugh at your pain, but also it's like, you're gonna look back at this laugh one day. Right. I know you will. That is the thing. Like, if you were part of it, I understand why you wouldn't be happy or think this is funny at all. That sucks. That absolutely sucks. They found like they found like the area was contaminated with like parasites or something. That that's awful. That's shitty. But like a slip and slide show being canceled for <laughs> diarrhea is incredibly funny. That's a whitest kids you know sketch. Yeah, it, it literally is. So, um, that's why I kind of put this article after that and kind of honoring the whitest kids you know because this feels like one of their skits. Um, but... <laughs> this fucking... This parasite that they got. I'm, again, so sorry <laughs> that this happened to you, but it seems as though you've come down with the mad case of the beaver fever. <laughs> <laughs> it just... Oh, this... I want to, I want to like a Firefest <laughs> level documentary coming out about this event. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Like the case count on this is just fucking bananas. The fact that this happened at all, like this happens fewer than two hundred thousand times in a year. Forty of those times happened on the same set of a of a slip and slide show. Of a slip and slide show. <laughs> Uh, it's so gnarly but funny, and the, I I didn't even realize the host was Bobby Moynihan, which I don't know why that makes it funnier, but it does. <laughs> the, the slip and slide showing everyone at Beaver Fever. <laughs> okay. Oh, you yeah. can't write this shit. You really That's can't. That's too funny. You really can't. Again, I'm sorry, everyone who worked on the show, so but everyone sorry. else, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. We are. Much love. Hope you feel better. If, if that God situation damn. happened to me, I'd feel awful, but I hopefully... Uh, oh, man. I do not. Is my voice uh, cracking in and out, Grumble? It might be because I'm yelling. Um, oh, but yeah. gosh. Uh, all right, well, let's move on from that. Uh, so we got a sneak peek to Stranger Things four. Oh, I didn't know where that sentence was headed. But yeah, I'm glad it didn't we end got a I sneak peek. Um, no. So what uh, is the sneak peek? Because I watched a trailer like a while it's, ago. It's it's just all. F I think there's like maybe two seconds of new footage. Like seriously, oh. it's just um. Yeah. Oh yeah. This. It's all oh, bullshit. Uh, I was just yelling there, so it could be my mic being like, "Stop yelling!" and try to equalize it. Um, I, I'm being really loud right now, but thank you for thank you for letting me know. Um, but yeah, this 2022. Is, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about it. It's coming out in 2022. 
which uh kind of is weird seeing that like this show is very (laughs) very dependent on their age yes the kids are very (laughs) dependent on their age i can't and like if i'm guessing the pandemic made it so they had to like um record and then like stop and then like record like a year later which they're kids so it'd be mm-hmm. like, are we gonna get like one scene with them like squeaky voices and the next are gonna sound like this? <laughs> oh wow, yeah, this has the potential to be really interesting because there was a huge change like in between seasons. Yeah, a um, noticeable change, and Finn oh, Wolfhard is not getting any shorter. No, and he's in every <laughs> other eighties remake. Um. Also, uh, Max whose name I don't know, was in uh, Fear Street. Yes, she was in uh, Part 2. And 3. And but three, not, as, not as, like, a, a whole role. She was, uh, she was um... Oh, Britta's in this. She was, um... Ooh! <laughs> what, well, God, what's her name? She plays Britta in Community. Britta? You know the one. <laughs> That's not her name. Come on, you can do it. Oh, Britta! Uh, Jillian, uh, Gillian Jacobs. I almost said Carrie and Gilliam, Carrie, which is not her. Um, you right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, 2022. Um, Stranger Things is like I'll watch it. I don't have anything bad to say about it. I enjoy it when it comes out. I was real hyped for season two, and I yeah. was pretty hyped for season three. I, I like guess. season three. I like the mall aspect of it. I thought that was kind of fun. Well, I, I liked all the seasons. I just mean, right. like, my hype level, right? First season hit real hard, and I was like, hell yeah, season two is about to be sweet. And then season yeah. two was sweet, and I was like, all right, yeah, season three should be cool. And then season three was pretty cool, and I was like, man, now I got to wait for season four. And then, you know, the world went to shit for, like, 18 months Yep. on top of the fact that it had already still been, going like, to shit. a year. And now it's still going to shit. So it's been, like... yeah a long time of me being like, oh man, now I got to wait for season four. So now I'm just like, you know, boy. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Stranger Things, I guess now. I uh, don't know. Like, it's kind of fizzled out. It's the same thing, same way I felt about like Black Widow. And I don't think yeah, that this is something yeah. that happens to everyone. Some people no, can definitely. maintain their hype for fucking years on end. Look at the whole fucking group of people that were really excited for Diablo 3 for a decade. Right. Um you know, people can hang on to that. I I kind of like struggle sometimes with things that I'm even dead things inside, I'm really, so I can't. Right, even things I'm really interested in, I have a hard time getting excited about. Like I was so excited for Cyberpunk, and then I think I heard like one bad review of it. And I was like, I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> Delete from cart. I was just like, I love the Cyberpunk uh, world and like the tabletop role playing game. And that's like someone's like, it's a six out of ten. I'm like, I don't care about it anymore. Um, <laughs> off the menu. Yeah, off the same menu, thing happened okay. to me with Black Widow. You know, like I was right. real excited for it when I first heard about it, and then, you know, months and months and months turned yeah. into a year and months and months and months, and now it's kind of like, yeah, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. Definitely, Not, like overly jazzed. Uh, Grumble says, "Liquid rats in season three made me feel so dirty." Yeah, there were there are the monsters in the Stranger Things universe are pretty gross. I will give you that. Um, they just need to stop using D&D names for monsters that clearly aren't the monsters. That's not yeah. a Gorgon. That's not a Mind Flare. That's not what they look like. Um, True. actually. Um, yeah, so 2022. It'll be interesting to see where they're going with this. I wonder if our boy's gonna get back from, uh, Russia. 
Um, Spoiler alert. He's in Russia. You've had two years to see this. I think. <laughs> um, All they said is the American. It could be anybody. It would be really funny if it was anyone else than him. Um, all right, let's move forward to <laughs> another another uh, Netflix show coming soon. Um, this is called Midnight Mass, and it is directed uh, by the same person who did Hill House. Cool. Um, cool. So um, created by Mike Flanagan, which I like his stuff. Um, he is a good horror director he also did doctor sleep i did not see but i've heard good things about i enjoyed that yep he also did the haunting of Bly manor which i also liked i heard that the haunting the hill house and uh Bly manor were both cool they both they, they're both great they're both great so he has this new film uh, this new tv series coming out kind of like um hill house and all that uh blind manor um but it's about an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. That sounds exactly up my alley of something I want to watch. So, Yeah, it looks sweet. Cool. I mean, I watch the trailer without audio, as I always do when I'm underprepared for this podcast. Hell yeah. Um, but it looks cool. Uh, based on that description, it kind of reminds me of uh, that movie we were talking about a couple weeks ago. With the uh, name. Oh, God, but, I forgot the name, too. Yeah, I know what you're talking again, about. Again, yeah. You know, an island community yeah. revolving around uh, their faith and stuff. Sounds interesting. Right up, Again, something I would enjoy. Same as you, right up, right up my alley. Uh, like, that's the one thing Netflix kind of does, right, like, a decent amount of times is, like, when they do have horror shows. Um, yeah, I think that they kind of, there are some things that they do where they really fucking nail it. Yeah. Um, there are some movies that I think are really fucking cool. Um, yeah. And there's been a fair amount of shows that I think are really cool too. And I feel like the ones that I don't think are cool, either I haven't explored at all. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. or they're like some of the ones that are not as awesome they just they produce so much content so like as so always much. they're gonna hit and miss um it's just yep. a numbers game there are some stinkers out there I've, I've watched some stuff on netflix that i wasn't so glad that i spent almost two hours watching oh, but there no, are like, some yeah. things I, I mean, the bad. I, yeah yeah i think the good outweighs the bad mostly for me i mean i've had my netflix membership this long for a reason i guess yeah yeah um definitely uh and i mean so they're also doing games now. That's kind of a side note, but like that'll be uh -huh. interesting. Uh, yeah, they're going to add. They're adding like games to their service, so I don't know how that's gonna go. That's kind of like another thing that they like, kind of talked about, like announced like a couple weeks like ago. Like actual games or like Netflix games, like Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch rules, but I, I think like they said they're I like so. making uh, like a gaming service too, and then they also huh. said uh, that they're not gonna make prices go up, which that's gonna be a lie. There's yeah, no way that they, right. there's no way they're adding games. They're just going to acquire millions of dollars worth of, the, worth of assets, and you're not going to charge me for them. Ooh, Grumble. I have Hulu, but Sounds thank you for like that offer. Uh, Hulu is awesome. Like Hulu has a lot of good shows on it. I think Reservo Reservation Dogs actually came out on it a couple days ago, and I need to watch. Oh, Hulu. nice. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, and also uh, it has uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is coming out season three soon. I'm very excited for Um All right, let's talk about the last thing uh, we have to talk about, 
Why the Last Man. Um, so you said you're unfamiliar with Why the Last Man, right? Yeah, I, again, uh, underprepared Shane watched the trailer in silence a couple minutes ago. Looks kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't so, know anything about it. Nothing Why the Last Man? It was this. Um, is this very, very um, popular graphic novel from I think it came out in like two thousand two, two thousand three, um, about a world where all the dudes are gone except one dude. Um, Lucky guy. Which is what you think, but uh, if you watch the trailer, no. <laughs> Yeah, I watched uh, it in silence. So. Yeah, it kind of becomes like a uh, what's that one movie that's really beautifully shot that has all the <laughs> no, there's no more babies. It's like the opposite, Children of Men. I got that. It. it got me. It, I got there. Children of Men. Uh, but pretty much, uh, why the last man takes place in a world where all the guys just die. All the dudes oh. are just gone. Now yeah. I'm understanding. It is just all the dudes. All the dudes. I thought people were just dying. I didn't really put it's together the It's called Why the Last Man for a reason. Right. Uh, Why? The last, the last Man. man. His name is Yorick. Um, so it, this has been something people have been calling for for a very long time. This is a very beloved graphic novel slash comic series. Um, it's going to be on Hulu. Talk about Hulu. Um, I, I'm excited to see if this will be any good. I... Uh, We'll be honest, uh, I'm only familiar with a little bit of Why the Last Man, just the stuff they had at my college library that I read, but it was good. Um, the person who wrote it um, uh, is Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, he is a very notable author, um, especially for graphic novels and comics. Uh, you probably... you've. Uh, you like you people have probably heard of uh, Paper Girls or um, Pride of Baghdad, which is a really good um, Mex Ex Ex Machina. God, I can't yeah. believe I messed that up. Ex Machina. Yeah. Uh, Runaways Saga Saga is also very good. Um, so it'll be cool. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's it's an interesting idea that like a lot of people talk about. Like, what if you were the last? Blah blah blah. It's like okay, okay, interesting. Um. Yeah, that's not the trailer I was expecting. I no. mean, no, I, I already watched it once, but I was just, you know, now that I realize he's the last man alive, that's yeah. not the trailer I was expecting. And you know. if I'm remembering correctly, he uh, also is like a magician before this all happened, and he has a monkey. I saw the monkey, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that cool. actor is fami familiar to me. Yeah, he is. I don't, I don't know. But it's it's also like my favorite show. One of my favorite shows is The Leftovers, which also deals with like what if like two percent of the population disappeared, and this is like what if fifty percent of the population disappears, <laughs> which is also it's an apocalypse event. So, hell yeah. Yeah. Is two percent an apocalypse event? No, that's like the left. Why the leftovers is so good is like two people. Two percent of the world disappears, which changes the world drastically. Because like if you, even if you have like two percent mi like missing, that's still millions of people. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't also end up like an apocalypse. It like has it, leftovers is a great show. I, I truly recommend it to everyone. It's a lot a lot of people dealing with people just disappearing and not knowing where they went. Um, because like if you like two percent of the population disappeared, it doesn't mean it's going to affect everyone. But like it is also going to affect some people. And there's also like this whole thing like the people who were affected it versus the people who weren't affected but it's a great show i'm not going to try to describe all the leftovers okay okay i, I truly recommend it it is very good um 
I don't actually know this actor from anything from The Last Man. I thought he he looked like the guy from Midsummer, Midsummer, Midsummer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think it's him. Awesome. All right. Well, last why awesome. Last Man. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> um. So that is the news. Um. That was that was yeah. awful. No noise. sports corner. No sports corner, no nothing. Hey, after you watched the movie we're about to talk about, did uh, my joke land harder? It did. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Sweet. I closed my MDB page. Shit, one second. What'd you do that for, dude? We're just about to talk I, about the movie. I have so many tabs open. I was just like, <laughs> close everything to the right, not realizing all the tabs I need open to the right. All right, everyone. It is that time of the show where we move on to the, the, the concept of the show, even though we talk about the news so much. Um, we are, it is time to talk about the movie of the week. Uh, this week, we watched the 1989 R-rated film, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, starring Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, directed by Arthur Hiller and there's just five writers. I, I don't know all their names. Um, this was my first watching. Shane, I know you've watched it a couple times. So I'd actually never just sat down and watched the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. But I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Because it's like, okay. this was one of those movies that get thrown on Comedy Central at 1 o'clock in the morning on a oh, Friday. Absolutely. So, they, so they could say fuck a lot. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, watched it in like, a few different sittings but i had consumed the whole thing over like a few different sittings but this time i really just sat down and watched it definitely okay hell yeah so i i'm gonna be honest right here i, I like the movie before i say this um okay. this does not the one i'm gonna say does not does not add up to my enjoyment of this movie but when you when you pitched this movie to me and you said it was a movie about a blind guy and a deaf guy and it was i looked at the like the date it came out in 1989 i was like i was kind of hesitant yeah, um, yeah. Just because you know, like those movies back in the day, like again, we talked about content warnings and all that yes. stuff, don't really handle disabilities or marginalized people that great. Very true. This movie, I think, was an exception to that. I think kind of heartwarming, right? It was kind of heartwarming. Like, obviously, there's still some off-color jokes. You have Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder in it. Sure. But like, I I was expecting kind of much worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think no, it was great. I typically... thought it was great. These older films have they struggle with being tactful around touchy subjects things, like this. Right. But they really went after it with some heart, I think. Right. Um, I mean, and that's just Richard Pryor for you. He's always True. been a person who has been able to talk about race and joke about race in a way that is mm-hmm. tactful. Um, in pretty brilliant. Like my favorite yeah. line is when they're on the subway and he's oh, like, yeah. I'm not white. Does dad what do you know? mean? <laughs> yeah, which is so fucking funny. Um, and then you have Gene Wilder, who is just like one of the warmest. I love Gene Wilder. Yeah, that has ever like really been on film. I think he's like everybody's one of the greatest really actors of kind all time. uncle or something. You know, yeah. he talks to you when he looks at the camera and speaks. It like really feels like he's speaking from his heart. He's just such a genuine person. Definitely. So, um, let me get through the summary of this film real quick. So, um, we have Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Um, Richard Pryor is Wally. Gene Wilder is playing Dave. Um, and the synopsis of this film is Dave is deaf and Wally is blind. They witness a murder, but it was Dave who was looking at her and Wally who was listening. That's a pretty comedic setup. Again, that's also kind of where my like be like, oh God, what's like, how are they going to do this? 
Like, yeah. this is ability-wise, but, like, again, I think they handled it well. Um, as well as I, I, I'm also not deaf or um, blind, so I can't really speak. Like, if someone who was that watched it, I don't know how they would interact it. But from my point of view, it, it seemed pretty heartfelt, like you said. It felt mm-hmm. pretty genuine. Um, and it was funny. I mean, it's hard not to be funny when you have Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Um, again, we are reviewing a comedy, which we keep doing because we both love yeah. comedies, and it's really hard to explain jokes over a podcast format this because it just true. falls flat. But um, Also, comedy is very subjective, you know? That That's- is also true. And uh, if you always, you, like, everyone knows this. If you, like, try to retell a joke that you heard, it's never going to be as good. Mm-hmm. That's also a hint to everyone who retells jokes. It's never going to be as Stop. good. Fucking stop. <laughs> Show me if the you're going to retell a joke, practice it a hundred fucking times in the mirror. I don't want to hear any bumbling, stumbling, oh, hang on, I missed the punchline. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Do it right or don't do it. <laughs> just show me what it's from, please. Right, just look up the YouTube clip on your computer wrist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we we watch uh, Dave and Wally get into like some pretty uh, humorous... Um, like events like this they're also working a, a shop together um there is this like whole like kind of subplot with richard Pry- Rich- richard Pryor's character wally is um who is blind is like i don't want people to know i'm blind he wants to do everything himself which was mm-hmm. one of the heart like felt like very like nice things in this movie it was like they actually instead of just making these characters characters they like mm-hmm. actually gave them depth which was very nice to see and i think very heartwarming like you said um yeah i like when he's talking about how he uh came to terms with his blindness and he was like and i just said fuck it i'm gonna keep yeah. on living my life i God, was like so funny fuck yeah wally my yeah. man and uh i i liked when he kind of like spelled it out how he got to like the point where he was at mentally dealing with his issues like when they were eating yeah. ice cream in the beginning and he just looks at uh gene wilder and he just says uh you haven't reached that point yet have you and dave looks him right in his eyes and just honestly and it looks like he's looking at you and he just says no i haven't and it's like right like that was a really nice moment yeah and it just really hit home no bullshit no ifs ands or buts it was just this blind guy telling this deaf guy that things really sucked for him and he's trying to make the most of it and just telling his new friend you know you could you, you could do that and it was i don't know it was just such a warm moment in a movie that's surrounded in like so much laughter and all this other like right kind of chaos um oh uh, it's just it's just good there was a couple was moments good. that just like really hit me right in the heart i was like definitely, man you know 18 year old shane at two in the morning watching this on r-rated comedy central wouldn't have got this or appreciated it the absolutely way that i Abs- am now absolutely i think uh, yeah i'm at a, i'm at an age where i can like actually watch this film like understand its subtleties understand like mm-hmm. it, like it, it, it's a good film um which i i don't understand its reviews <laughs> um i so, looked at that honestly last week and i was like oh shit i'm gonna pick it anyway <laughs> but the thing is so like mm, so uh, most places have it like being a six to an eight mm-hmm. just rotting tomatoes has it like being a five or something i just i don't understand reviews are stupid we've talked about this before find yeah. a couple reviewers that you actually enjoy listen to them uh if they match your style don't try to take every reviewer's word. I'm not saying that all reviewers like 
the words shouldn't be valued, but you like when you are trying to find reviews for movies, you really need to find the people who you find like actually have the mm-hmm. same ideas as you with same thoughts. Sure. Um, to kind of figure I, that out. I mean, I've said this a thousand times on this podcast. Form yep. your own opinions. Exactly. You um, know, reviewers are great. They obviously are out there for a reason. If you really need someone. Yeah. To kind of like lean on for some information, but I've always been the guy that's just like I'm going in head first. The tagline for this movie sucks, though. What the hell? The first drop dead comedy of the year. It, they could have been much more witty about that. What the fuck? Well, I liked the the top one. You know, murder. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> the but... blind guy couldn't see it. The deaf guy couldn't hear it. Now they're both wanted that, that, for that, it. That, that is much better. You. This this film did have like a very vaudevillian uh, style, like slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. which is always nice to see. We don't see that often nowadays um i love the fight scene in the bar oh my gosh yes <laughs> that was so yes funny. um hell yeah uh so again like we run into we it's not even a problem because i'm we're gonna do a comedy for next episode too um it's like the movie like the comedy stories are simple like they have mm-hmm. to they uh the, um someone gets murdered uh t- Dave sees it uh, while he hears it. Uh, they get framed for it, which has a lot of like really funny moments at the police precinct. Oh look, <laughs> they're oh my gosh, the, the cops the... just can't handle these guys. Like, they don't yeah. know what to do. It's great. I like <laughs> I like how they portrayed cops in this film. Um, <laughs> they uh, they break out, which is also really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to prove their innocence, so they go after the killer. Um, one of my favorite moments is uh, 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 Gene Wilder's character trying to save uh, Wally's sister and just making as much noise as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and just not He knowing. really it's genuinely really thinks he's being super quiet. Yeah, and then the zipline scene after is also really funny. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, they, they prove their innocence, and uh, they, they, they're all friends. And it, you have a really heartwarming... Uh, moment and then with wally uh and dave is starting to really reflect on him being deaf and kind of like being like all right i kind of have to like i'll live with this i I need to make the best of it and wally realizing that he doesn't have to do this alone he has a friend yeah because you look great to me yeah and i (laughs) i the ice cream bit where they put it on his head is really funny i love it so now you know That's the for everybody who wasn't here yesterday for the Minecraft World Tour. That yeah. was the joke. You were like, "I can't see what I look like," and I was like, "Well, you look great to me." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's where that came from. Yes. So, um, yeah, let's uh, that, that's a movie. Um, let's get to ruining it. So, yeah, let's see what we got. Let's see how we are ruining this movie. We need like a theme song right here. Like, all right, now just cut that together later and over Yeah, yeah definitely. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a woman. That was also a great line. So we are remaking this film. All right. So, modern day remake as a horror slasher. Oh, man. Okay. So who makes a great Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder mashup See, in modern day? Yeah, and I think it is modern day. We we can cast a blind and a deaf actor this time. Um, because you should do that. And I'm not just doing that to be like, 
woke. Like, there's so many actors and actresses. Get people who play, like, the actual parts correctly. Yeah. Just, you should just do that. There's no... I hate, I hate when people don't do that. Um... Just, Am I gonna have to look up a list of blind actors? Yeah, which it kind of sucks that I had to do the same. Like you think you would, like yeah, but they're just not. No one casts them. To be fair, a lot of people are uh, very good at, you know, being able to hide that. That is true. That is true. Uh, in the same way that uh, Bach was able to play the piano while being deaf. Yeah, that very true. Uh. And the, uh, Dave actually mentions that in this. Like, he was an actor. He just kept missing his visual cues because he couldn't read people's lips when they turned around. But, like, nowadays there are ways around that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think I know one of the people, I, which I – see, this is why Edgar Wright is so great. <laughs> um, because in Baby Driver, I remember the dad – um, was deaf, and I was like, did Edgar Wright actually uh, hire a deaf actor? And he did. Um, oh. And he was actually pretty funny. So C.J. Jones, uh, we had, I think, perfect um, person to take Gene Wilder's role. Which, if you see a picture of him, I think you'll know who he is. Um, uh, what was gonna, his name? He's going to be in Avatar 2. Everyone's in Avatar 2. Uh, C.J. Jones been in baby driver castle rock um shameless everything's gonna be okay avatar 2 oh yeah yeah um so now we need blind actor a blind actor uh, which i'm trying to think but you are right, right. like the, the technology has made things a little bit more accessible which is nice but is he funny oh hell yeah he is do, do you not in baby driver he's pretty great Oh, doesn't matter. We're making a slasher. <laughs> also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which comedians usually are the best people in horror movies. I'll True. say it. Like, True. Comedy and horror go hand in hand. I'm, like, struggling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, Hollywood. Come this on. is actually toxic. I can't believe I'm struggling to find a list of actors that are... So I've had to Google, like, three different things at this point. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, I've put in who are legally blind, and it literally brought up legally blonde. So, like, I I don't know where to fucking go. I'm putting this on Hollywood. Cast different people. Seriously. Daredevil is blind, but not a real person. Who? <laughs> Grumble. Grumble said Daredevil. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. This, yeah, this is. Uh... Has there been any blind, visually impaired actors? There has okay. had to be. Well, wait. Peter Vaughn was on Game of Thrones. Betty Wop. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. Tom, Tom Yorkis? What? Okay, Peter Vaughn is 10,000 years old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of ridiculous. Like, was was the guy in, um, what's that one horror film? It's like, don't see or don't make a noise. Don't breathe. No, he was not really blind. He wore, uh... Hollywood. He wore Hollywood! Contact. I'm gonna fight you. 
Seriously. All of you. I'm gonna fight all of Hollywood. Like, ah, uh, it's just it, it, this it, is it, so it, toxic. This it's seriously a thing that irks me. Like, we don't need the same actor, like playing like all these roles. If we have so many different actors, like who are actually blind, because I know there's a people put a lot of blind characters. Um, <laughs> Grumble just because he's on the blind side doesn't make him blind. Get out Not of here. Not the same. <laughs> Um, so I guess Johnny Depp is blind in one eye. I guess we're going to have to take that. I don't want to just settle. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, what, this, we need to do something about this. I don't know what we would do about I'm this. I'm about to fucking send a strongly worded email to... To all of Hollywood. Yeah. Which, I, I, which fuck, we are kind of, like, I'm kind of joking about this right now, but, like, honestly, if you are blind and, or deaf out there, like... This has to suck. Seriously. And also, pursue your dreams. The fact that there are... I actually just watched something about this the other day. Video games in general have just become yeah. infinitely more accessible over the last, like, five years yeah. to people that struggle with any kind of, like, physical disability that stops them from being able to enjoy a game normally. And I love that. Colorblind mode, fucking audio things that can kind of, like, make things better you know you see all these specialized controllers and stuff if there is not room for blind actors in hollywood i'm fucking boycotting because i think that's bullshit if it really you is. have a physical disability and you can't like pursue your dreams and do what you want to do that's fucked and i'm really really sorry yeah absolutely if there's like, anything i could do to help please reach out on discord like you have my deepest sympathies like that's bullshit yeah representation absolutely matters like people should be playing the uh, i know stevie wonder but i don't think he, we can yeah, he keeps wonder. coming up on my list too but like come on and he's going he's he's going to be in the next movie we watch um, google go Oh, no, this is I, infuriating this really is because i i'm like looking on like all these things and like I'm on some forum for people who are um, blind, and uh, it seems like their main complaint is they don't have people who can play, who, like blind actors and actresses aren't getting jobs, and that's shit. Yeah, I like, I can think of list. so many movies that, like, recently have come out where, like, they star people with disabilities without actually... <sighs> Grandpa, I'm gonna... <laughs> My cue. Uh... Man... C is a giant leap for... And just everyone listening to, I'm not going to edit this part down for anyone. So you're going to... We're all sitting here reeling, realizing how stupid this is that we can't actually find. Yeah, I'm actively Googling. D, 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 D. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I don't want to join your newsletter. I'm sorry, but I don't. Let's get out of here. Oh my gosh. And now all these websites are just tossing things at me. Get out of here. They're just throwing things at me. Yeah, I. 
Okay, so this show C has apparently. Uh, oh, that's the one with Jason Momoa in it. Yes, it? apparently oh. representation has been a giant like cornerstone of their production. All right, let's show. check that out then. I know Jason Clauser is one of many visually impaired actors and actresses starring on C. Um. She is considered legally blind. Well, that's cool. I mean... I mean, see, at least you're doing it right. Yeah, like, good for you, single film and production company. I think that's on Apple TV. It is on Apple TV, yeah. So I'm going to look up the cast of this, because it seems as though they've employed many people uh, with different things. Uh, see, I am... Dave yes. Batista's in this too? What the fuck? Yeah, and they're saying that it's a giant leap for um the the blind community. But I mean there's no friggin' way for me to know. Right, and I like I understand um like if you are like have a disability and you like don't want it known because like obviously we found out right now like Hollywood won't cast you for some right. fucked up reason. So as like, it I turns out, it's real fucking hard. I guess. Yeah. Um. I see this. Uh. Brie Clouser. Yes. Actress. That's. I'm on her IMDb right now. Uh, what else has she been in? She is. Oh, uh. She, all she. Oh, she's a musician also. Yep. Want to become famous? No. Get out of here, robot. You know, man, I would be perfectly content with casting Brie Clouser as our Hell yeah. All right, so female lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this is a slasher, and I mean... Final girl. Final girl. Uh, so <laughs> We also talked earlier about how, uh, you know, we're cool with people changing the fucking meta. Do yeah, what do you want to do. Do, do. do whatever you think is going to make a good film. Like, Make art be happy. Yeah, hell yeah. That, well, I want that shirt. Um, <laughs> all right, so we have starring in this new remake of See No Evil, Hear No Evil. We have uh, Brie Clouser and CJ Jones. Um, but this is not just a com. This isn't a comedy, which slashers can totally be comedies. So this could still be a slasher comedy. Um, they are... They are, um, so I think we can kind of do the same thing that, like, the original movie does. Like, they see and hear a killer, um, but instead of, like, getting, hot, like, the cops involved or anything, like, maybe they are, like, maybe they're in, like, the woods or something or camping or something yeah, like yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. On. Well, I was oh. going to say, like, uh, we can do this thing, like where they watch someone get killed by a slasher, and instead of them getting framed for the murder, the murderer is now trying to kill them. Yes. So yeah, that's pretty much where my head's at, and I love it, and I yeah. think we run with it, with the addition of uh, a little bit of the Tucker meets Tucker and Dale versus Evil effect. Yes. <gasps> Do people think they're maybe the like, murderers? Because they're maybe, covered in blood? Or, like, in the beginning, maybe, like they don't know it's a slasher at first. Like they just, they think that someone has like 
gone and like done something terrible to themselves accidentally for no reason in front of them. He like falls out of a tree or something. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I love that. Feels like again slashers and comedy, perfect combination. I'm I wearing think... my my stupid scream shirt. Not Snoop, but I like the yeah. shirt. My scream I shirt again. That's a good big combination. Cast, lots of uh, cadavers. Thanks, Rebel. Yes. Right, and it doesn't have to be an all-star cast, but like, if the first time they saw a dead body, it was Brad Pitt falling that from that tree, like that'd be pretty. That funny. That would be pretty funny. That would be pretty <laughs> great. Yes, I like that, and I I totally like the Dale of and Tucker versus Evil thing. Just because, a little bit of it. Yeah, because if you haven't seen that movie for anyone, um, it it, it plays on the tropes of like a slasher, like a hillbilly slasher. Like a middle of the woods slasher is uh these college kids are camping and uh one of them dies um and gets murdered accidental. actually. Yeah, well I, it was an accidental death. You're right, the first one was accidental. And they meet Dale and Tucker who are just like living in a cabin and they have blood on them and stuff. And they're they're not the most educated of the uh, uh, people, but like <laughs> heart of gold. Um and the college kids think they're their murderers and the college kids keep getting mur- themselves accidentally killed because they're running away from Dale and Tucker. Awesome movie. Go watch that movie. Fantastic. Didn't we but, do the running movies on that? I don't think so. But we'll Neither. have to eventually. Maybe. Um so I like that, um, because we can bring the like original comedic uh elements of the first movie, <laughs> like the whole like Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor thing going on. Yeah, maybe like sixty um, forty slasher comedy. Yeah, because I, you could turn like the original "See No Evil," "Hear No Evil" into a horror movie pretty easy. Um, yeah. It'd still be really funny. Comedy horror again, great combo. Um, mm-hmm. So I think with, throughout the entire movie, they're trying to be like, "No, we're not killing them. Um, they have blood on them." Uh, the the and we you could even do the comedic element uh, in the movie where like no one else sees or heals, hears the murder except <laughs> them. And, like, people could be, like, really shitty to them, too, being like, you how do you see our hero? And they'll be like, no! Dude, no! he's so fucking funny. The what? whole world is both deafer and blinder than the actual deaf and blind person also who s- keeps accidentally seeing people die. Which is also, like, a pretty decent, like, social commentary, too, which is great. Oh like, that would be a great movie. Oh. That's awesome. I love it already. Yeah. Somebody write this down. I'm sending this yeah, email with it. my Hollywood uh, representation. As we email. yell at Hollywood, we're yeah. also pitching this movie. Also, here's this fantastic it. idea. For, yeah, we're not going to make it. Someone else make it. But <laughs> um, it, that would be great. That would be really funny. And like, uh, uh, out of all the remakes that we're getting from all the old movies, this is a remake that needs to happen. Um, yeah. I, 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 Edgar Wright directs it. I want a little bit of heart. Because I feel like that's the off-putting part about this movie that I love a lot. Yeah, you it, go into it yeah. thinking like it's going to be a comedy all the way through, but some parts of it are like real earnest and just good. Absolutely, absolutely, it has a lot of heart, and which is like a crazy thing because like you think about a lot of uh, those like kind of comedies from the '80s and '70s that are just like they're just comedies. They don't have yeah. like a heart to them. It's just like two people together, um, no heart, just. Bam, bam, bam. Joke, mm-hmm. joke, joke. Which, like, again, popcorn flick, not bad. But, like, the really good comedies from those eras, so the 70s, 80s, and 90s, are the comedies that, like, do... Like, there are a lot of them are, like, buddy um, films. We're actually going to watch mm-hmm. one next uh, for next episode. But, oh, like, yeah. they also have, like, a lot of heart. Like, I'm thinking, like, uh, Tommy Boy. Like, yeah, they strike so, a different chord. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Oh, we're watching the Blues Brothers next week's next episode. Fuck so yeah, dude. Perfect transition into my pick after that. I already Hell told yeah. you, right? I don't think so. I did. I know I did. I remember. I'll tell you later. Okay, yeah, tell me later. Oh, yeah, you did. I just forgot. I have a bad memory. Also, a buddy thing. That's so perfect. Yes, yes. I want to do a buddy thing. So we're going to do Blues Brothers um, for next episode because we did uh, Bill and Ted. Buddies watching buddies. <laughs> buddies watching buddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. Buddies watching buddies. Uh, thank you. Um, but I think that movie is ruined by, again, ruined by made better. Not even made better, but like made cooler. I think it it's a good modern day thing. It's a better. It's a good modern day adaption of this movie. Like it's yeah. how this movie should be made if it is made in modern day. There's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, that movie wouldn't be made." Uh, like it was like people would say, "Blazing Saddles." Like would be like, oh, "I'll never be made that." Like in this day, in which it would. Like if you think that, like I don't think you watched Blazing Saddles correctly. Um, <laughs> totally. Like Blazing Saddles is like totally a commentary on like. The like the white people being stupidly racist like that's yeah that's the movie like it would be made today, um mm-hmm. but like th- th- this is I think this is a good uh, example of like how you could do one of these movies modern day by just updating it. I think that if you did what we just said, and this is yeah. not me tooting my own horn, <laughs> right? But like I think that it would be a viable movie. I think it would be good too. I think it would sound not fun. just because of like the fact that we're amazing. Because right. like it's got a lot of other cool stuff that I think came along with that. Absolutely. Also, like closing statement for me, fucking more representation, man. What are we talking about? Why is this a thing? Why did it take me ten minutes to find a fucking blind yeah. actor? I will never disagree with you on that. I'm what are we doing out here, man? Like, what the fuck? I that's the one good that's one of the good things with the culture change is we are getting more representation now, but still yeah. not even close to enough. Still well, exposure is important. Like and share. Send this shit everywhere. Yeah, because this is nonsense. Like, and also these things. Tell people we're pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was ruining movies. That was this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that I'm glad we watched this movie. I've never seen it before. It was great. I'm, I like watching new movies for this show because uh, I could experience something new. Same. Um, so, like I said, next episode, which uh, could be next week or the week after. My schedule's a little up in the air right now because I'm not sure if I want to go drive into the middle of a pandemic. Um, that. <laughs> um, so, if not, uh, next week we'll be watching The Blues Brothers, uh, the 19... I want. Let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. The 1980s movie? Does that when Blues Brothers this come out? It is in the 80s. Ha, ni- yes, the Blues Brothers, 1980, uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, starring Hell film, yeah. um, directed by John Landis. Um, same and- director. No? N- not the same actor. Not the same. Not the director. same. I was talking about... I just was uh, looking this guy up earlier, that's why. Yeah, I was talking about him earlier, I think. Um, but yeah, so we'll be watching that, also written by uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, one of my favorite movies, and also a great buddy movie. So we're about to watch two people on a mission from God. They sing Good songs. News. They have a lot of Motown music. It's amazing. Good news. Yeah. My pick also came out in the 80s and Hell, is a yeah. buddy comedy. I can't believe this is working out, so we're going to go four weeks in a row with four buddy comedies that all came out in the 80s. Hell yeah, yeah. We actually we, my my next pick's not a comedy, but it's a buddy. Nice, 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 nice. Um, so 
get ready for that. I'm excited for that. Um, but let's do some plugs and get out of here. Oh, I'm Bring the Shane. You can catch me yeah. live at twitch.tv slash bring the Shane, where I bring the Shane, bring the Shane. Bring the Shane, absolutely. We'll see you then. Uh, hell yeah. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash farmgoat. Uh, on Mondays, Shane and I, I do farm dummies goats. plays. Farm goats. <laughs> farm goats. No farm goat. Um, you, uh, on Monday, Shane and I do dummies play, which we play co-op games. Uh, well, yesterday, we did like a tour of our Minecraft server that we have a community run Minecraft server that was really cool. We um, we have some other cool games that we're gonna play in the future that should be fun. Uh, also, go to my gaming YouTube channel, Farm Goat Plays. I think I'm four subscribers away from 150. That would be super cool to get. So uh, go follow that if you want. Um, also, yeah, I don't have the other thing to plug yet because I'm still working on it, and I don't want to plug something if it's not out yet. So some mystery project will be out in the future. All right, and we are going to get out of here. So thank you guys all for listening, watching, uh, for being fantastic people. And we will see you guys all next time. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. I, I really hope we continue that. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs>